0: I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head. A safe place to hide a hurting heart. A gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. If you've been to the dentist lately, you can imagine how glad I am to be back here sitting in my big, comfortable, black leather chair instead of that contraption that the, that the dentist uses. Dr. Drill Grinder is my guy, he's my dentist. And you never get used to going to the dentist. I mean, just thinking about it gets your attention. It's a little bit like when you see that first scratch on your new car, you know, or, or you see a police car in your rear view mirror, even when you know that you're not speeding, or like waiting for your alarm clock to go off because you woke up a couple of minutes before the time that you set and you just kind of said, no please don't happen you know and there are some things that you would expect an experienced Louie Louis generation guy to be able to do I mean things and we can we, we do things like we can spot a BS artist you know you watch for his shifty eyes and things uh, you should be able to jump start a car without making it explode or you ought to be able to build a reasonably good fire in a fireplace. But even sometimes worldly, tough, tattooed, sophisticated Louis Louis guys can't seem to avoid blubbering internally when we have to go to the dentist. And, and this was one of those days for me. <laughs> Doctor Drill Grinder uses—he he prides himself. He uses all the latest tools and techniques, you know. And he he says, "Now open wide and, and be sure to let me know if this hurts." And then he he pounds the head of a tool that is about the size of a golf club between your back teeth, and he he slaps a lead blanket over you, and he points a nuclear death ray machine at it, and he says, "Now be sure to tell me if it hurts." And he gives you that little professional chuckle, and he he runs into that little lead-lined closet down the hall where he has hidden his receptionist, Miss Longwearer, a couple of cold beers and and a remote-control zap button. And he slams the door shut, and the machine makes a noise that sounds a little bit like the kind of beep that a satellite makes to alert the guys in Houston that it is dropping out of orbit and heading directly for New York City and then a few minutes later he comes back into the room with some pictures that look vaguely like some kind of old black and white and out of focus stag films and he says "Mm, boy this this doesn't look good this doesn't look good at all we're gonna have to dig out all of those fillings that we put in just last year and, and yank out the pins in your root canals and we'll probably have to scrape that nasty looking green stuff off your your molar nerves and be sure to tell me if it hurts (laughs) Even Big Louie, his own bad self, has a problem about going to the dentist. And nobody, nobody is as tough as Big Louie. When Big Louie was a little kid, he grew up in a neighborhood that was so tough, you know how tough it was? Listen, even the squirrels wore little ski masks. That's how tough. Ice cream man came around in an armored truck. Couldn't take any chances in Louie's neighborhood. The parish church choir was into punk rock. That's how tough. But we follow Big Louie's advice anyway because Big Louie has class. All of his tattoos are spelled correctly. He wears contact sunglasses. He goes to the kind of restaurant where the alphabet soup is an old English script. Now that's class. And he gives great advice. He says, hey, if you don't want to sweat the dentist, don't. If your teeth are getting yellow, just wear a brown shirt. That's Louis's way of looking at life. So why do we go to the dentist, you will ask? I mean, really. Oral hygiene would be a truthful answer for many of us. But it is not an honest answer. Because don't forget Big Louie's definition of honesty. Truth plus maybe equals honesty. You got to make a considerable amount of room for that little word maybe. Now, this is the maybe. There is a picture up in Dr. Drillgrinder's office of a drop-dead gorgeous girl with a smile that looks a little bit like a piano keyboard in heat. So I think here, the maybe we're dealing with may be a certain level of lovely lust. Now, Louie Louie generation guys were brought up at a time when we pretended we really didn't care how we looked, it doesn't matter. wasn't manly to preen. So we used to sneak preens. Now, some ladies claim they actually like to rub their fingers over a bald guy's scalp. But the same principle doesn't hold true with gums. Ladies like a smile with teeth in it. So those of us who like ladies and still preen... Put up with dentists. I think that may be a more honest answer. Louis Louis generation guys do a lot of things to interest ladies. And that is part of our charm, our sophistication, our magnetic personalities. And obviously, the fact that we pay attention to women's interests and desires is one of the main reasons that we are the bedmates of choice for porn stars and, and beauty queens and, and gorgeous women of all ages. And one of women's interests, for some reason, is talking, which is not something most guys are good at because it's hard, it's hard for a guy. But that's one reason Louis, Louis generation guys have an advantage. We've been around longer than the pimple people and so we have seen more, which means if we make the effort, we have more stories to tell and ladies like stories. Once upon a time, there was a princess who was almost as beautiful as you, my dear. And she kissed a frog at midnight, and it turned into a prince who had a fancy carriage. And he brought her hundreds of shoes with big glass heels. Actually, that's not the kind of stories they like. Ladies like romance novels. Love's forbidden flame. There is no safety for a woman like Lane. Not when a strong, reckless, savage man aroused in her a passion that made her body his plaything. Not when desire and dread and, and searing shame came together in a shattering climax of conflict and adventure and violence. Yeah. Yeah. Words and stories that can get a woman thinking about black lace and, and French perfume, and, and I like that. Even Louie Louie generation guys sometimes forget those things, though. Or maybe it's too much of an effort to slip some, some gentle words into their lady's eager ear. Too bad. Look what they're missing. Of course, some pimple people guys just grab one story that works for them and they just keep repeating it until their lady gets bored. My lady wench dated one of those one-line guys before she met me. He said, "'What's your sign?' He kept saying it. He said it once too often. Watch your sign. She held up her middle finger. (laughs) Took care of that pretty good. Pimple people guys, I think, figure that it is sometimes easier to find another girl than to make up another story. Which is one of the reasons that smart Louie Louie guys with lots of stories raise a lot of ladies' interest and eyebrows and temperatures. (laughs) Dick's details, A bunch of fascinating but useless stuff to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake at night out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. The government told us that we are interested in the Iraqis' minds and hearts. Remember that? But last year, the Pentagon spent $50 million on Viagra for American troops. Looks like the generals need a little... Anatomy lesson, minds and hearts. I just saw another of those interesting polls. It says 57% of women would rather go on a shopping spree than have sex. Now, I think you guys ought to try to get a job with one of those polling companies. I mean, imagine what you have to do. You, you walk around, you say, excuse me, my dear. Would you rather go shopping or have sex? Think about it. You would get lucky at least 43% of the time. That's not bad. And September is the month when most American babies are born. Wow. Jingle bells, and we know what you're doing. New Year's. New Year's Eve, right? You sly, fun-loving devils, you. Way to go. Dicks to tails. They take your mind off your mind. I think some guys don't... Talk very much because they like everybody to think that they're tough they usually get found out though there is a story about a guy like that in the night connections personal audio cd it's called mr. hard guy you've been in love it hurts and you don't need that kind of hurt again you're a very private person you have a good job and you work damn hard In fact, the only person you've ever met who works with your kind of intensity is your boss. He cares too, he's dedicated. He is incredibly passionate. In fact, just being with him makes you feel like more of a professional and more of a woman. He's also tough, demanding, and physically hard. The other women in the office like to joke that the softest part of him must be his teeth. You never tell them about his smile. You're one of the few people who has ever seen his smile. Until you felt the warmth of that smile, you didn't realize how cold your heart has been getting. Every time you stand close to him, your body makes you very physically aware of how good being close feels. It was late at night on a business trip, sitting in an airport waiting room when you fell asleep on the chair next to him. And you became aware of his fingertips very carefully touching your hair, keeping your head from slipping off his shoulder. And you opened your eyes to say thanks, his lips barely touched yours. That's when he smiled. You've been a team in so many ways on the job that you've come to know what's on each other's minds. Without a word, that instant, you issued each other a challenge. One that you both found that your bodies were eager to accept. You also know that it will be only once. That once will have to last your lifetimes. When is the only question left? Where is simply not important. It will be wherever you happen to be when it's time. Actually, it will be a moment that has nothing to do with time because you will both resist. That's how you are. You're a match for each other. So it will be at some random moment when you're both taken by surprise, a moment out of time, probably when you are defending each other against a mutual danger, some terrorism that threatens both of you at the same time, some terrible hurt, like one of you falling in love with someone else, or even falling in love with each other. fuse is lit. It is just a matter of time. That's a story from the Night Connections personal audio CD. It's called Mr. Hard Guy. If you like the Mr. Hard Guy story, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, please go back to DickSummer.com and check out the Night Connections icon on the homepage. A little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or the spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com, or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, at Amazon.com. Would you tell a couple of friends, please? Because they might like them, too, and you would be doing me a favor. Thank you very much. Getting some guys to talk is like pulling teeth. They're good at things like spotting a BS artist, or jump-starting a car, or building a good fire in a fireplace, but they can't or won't just talk to a woman. And I've got to admit, sometimes it works out anyway. Big Louie, his own bad self, has an explanation for that. He says, some guys only get smart women because opposites attract. I'm not taking any chances on that one. My Lady Wonderwench is a very smart woman. By the way, My Lady Wonderwench wrote the book that I was talking about, Love's Forbidden Flame. That's truth. She really likes stories. So I like to make up the kind that make her giggle and and smile and, and, and cry a little bit sometimes. And I have found from experience that if I shove over just a little bit here in my big black comfortable leather Papa chair, there's just enough room for Wonder Wench.